0: Good afternoon, thank you for tuning in, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. A listener just posted this in the live stream. Biden is going to tell nursing homes to vaccinate their staff in order to keep Medicare and Medicaid funds. It'll be a requirement. Hmm. Well... That'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, as I've said before, there's a lot of nurses who have been quitting and or refusing to be vaccinated or being let go all across the country. And nursing homes have been understaffed for as long as I can remember. So We've got a nursing shortage. We've got a, a senior care living facility shortage. And now we're firing a bunch of them. Um, It'll be interesting to see how this crisis gets worse. I did see an article that a lot of people believe that this is a, this is the next phase of a manufacturer crisis that you force medical personnel that we're already in short supply of to leave, which further creates a crisis, even though there wouldn't be a crisis if it had been fully staffed at the hospital or or whatever, uh, in order to go ahead and, and, you know, make it a much bigger deal than, than it really is. So I said, that's, that's interesting. So if you work at a nursing home, it looks like, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, looks like the Biden administration is going to require you to get vaccinated or else the nursing home will lose federal funds. I don't expect that's going to end very well. Uh, on the other side of the, the country, you go into California now, a city councilman and five others have been charged with election fraud in California, which, which this is impossible. Election fraud doesn't exist. They keep telling us election fraud doesn't exist. Compton City Councilman Isaac Galvin and five others have been charged with election fraud. Uh, You don't say. According to a press release from the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office, Galvin and former Compton City Council candidate Jace Dawson allegedly worked together to help Galvin retain his District 2 seat. Galvin, who unsuccessfully ran for the California State Senate District 35 as a Democrat in 2016. You mean he's not a Republican? Oh, that's, that's a narrative buster right there. He won the city councilman's spot in a tight election over challenger Andre Spicer by a single vote. One vote margin, 855 to 854. Dawson is charged with trying to bribe a registrar employee on election night as the employee was counting the ballots. <laughs> uh, it's not possible, though. That doesn't happen. That does not happen. There's no, there's no proof of any widespread election fraud in Compton. It's just one vote, after all. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, this one's interesting. Speaking of election fraud. A big tech whistleblower said that Google altered its algorithm in order to ensure that negative stories from establishment media about Trump were what people saw when using the highest-trafficked website on the Internet. Another radio host whose name rhymes with Casey had said this back in 2012 when uh, Google released that they were doing this. Um, you know, this is one of those reasons that we kind of told people, like, you, you need to, at least with political searches, you need to get away from Google. Now, Google is still the best most accurate search engine out there, but there are certain things you can't use Google for. Politics is one of them. COVID is another. You can't use it because it suppresses anything it doesn't like and it elevates everything that it does like, and it's all artificial. You know, search engines were supposed to be organic. That was the the whole idea behind them. You searched for something, and it gave you the most relevant link to that search. And usually that was based on traffic and, and that sort of stuff. But that it's not that way anymore. They pick and choose who gets traffic now. And if they don't like you, you don't get traffic. Sometimes you can overcome that with some kind of a, a viral story. Or maybe you have a very loyal following or something of that nature. But by and large, you can't really overcome that. So there is a an individual who worked at Google, Zach Voorhees. Uh, said in an interview with the Epic Times that a tech titan, specific the tech titan, specifically tailored its news algorithm to harm the former president. Uh, Voorhees has been doing a lot lately uh, publicly, so he's not like a new new one. Um, but Voorhees is speaking with a different outlet, uh, Epic Times, and on Epic TV, and he's talking about that. He's written a book about his experience working at Google. He also said that he wanted to take conspiracy theory and turn it into conspiracy fact by sharing the practices that he saw as a longtime former employee working on both Google and YouTube projects. Now, we already knew that this was happening, but it's nice having an individual who's on the inside telling you, yeah, it was happening, and here's exactly how we did it and when we started doing it. So if you were to search, it was crystal clear. I, I know that you all know this. When you went to, to Google, and you did a Google search on Donald Trump, you would only get negative stories about Donald Trump on Google. And part of that is your traditional legacy media was only publishing negative stories about Donald Trump. But if you did a specific search term that would've benefited Donald Trump, like if you did uh, some kind of a search that would have brought up as designed, if it were working properly, stories that would be defending Trump against another accusation in the press, those were buried and suppressed by google in their algorithm so you didn't see those stories friendly reminder the data on google when you do a google search something like 84 percent of you will never go to page two it's like 90 some odd percent like 97 or some god awful number will never go to page three so all google has to do is push links that it likes to the first couple of pages and just throttle links that they don't like to page 3 and beyond when they do that nobody's going to actually see it because people go to google they go to page 1 maybe they go to page 2 that's it they don't they don't continue to look at the search results and he's just exposing that but he say they did do that with Donald Trump no big surprise people kind of suspect this is happening that certain keyword trigger things within the algorithm that is actually happening, he told the Epic Times, noting that newly written stories about Trump were digitally married with older ones to ensure that they remained at the top of the search results. They actually have that. They show like a graph, a tree. They say, and they say, actually, this forms a super story that spans eight days, he said. So you'd have an old story about Trump. I noticed this too in the, in the searches. You'd do a search about Trump, and they would bring up something really old about him, And this is kind of what I've always told you, where, you know, an old debunked scandal gets put on the shelf and then pulled back off of the shelf and recycled. This is one of the ways that Google is kind of doing that. Part of it is organically. They just pull it off and recycle it. I shouldn't say organically. That's not the right way of doing it. But um, you take a new story about Trump. And if it can, if the algorithm in Google can relate it to an old story about Donald Trump, they would. So the algorithm would marry the new story with the old story into a brand new story And you would just get recycled and regurgitated anti-Trump articles over and over and over and over again. And a lot of that stuff were old stories regurgitating old information, oftentimes debunked information. So um, he he basically gave an example with Comey, former FBI Director James Comey, affectionately referred to as scumbag Comey on this show. So with the Trump-Comey thing, they're able to keep the stories boosted all the way at the top because the algorithm was able to fold a news story into the stories that were preceding it in, the, in uh, the last five days. They allowed the mainstream media to structure their stories so that they could remain at the top of their search index. There you go. His new book is called Google Leaks, a whistleblower's expose of big tech censorship, and it dropped earlier this month. Maybe I'll try and get that guy on the show. Uh, might be a good good interview. I have him kind of explain some of the stuff that happened behind the scenes uh, while promoting his book, of course, because he can't give too much away. You got to buy the book, learn all the secrets of the trade, right? We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. The latest list on the causes of death for children. All right, cause of death. For children. Anybody want to guess what the number one cause of death for one to four-year-olds? Number one cause of death. Well, not quite. Not quite. That's actually technically, if you call like suffocation, that's like the second lowest. Second lowest. Number one is drowning. Now that's age one to four. Okay. Age one to four. So it's a good guess, but I guess not as many kids uh, suffocate. Um, you know what the, the least, the thing that is least likely to cause the death of a child one to four years old is in the United States. The least likely. Josh is thinking real hard. Gunfire? No, no. Homicide is actually number three, but I mean, that's all homicide. Um, No, no, no. The least likely to kill your one to four year old child is COVID. <clears throat> Do you know what's more likely to kill your child? Four four times more likely to kill your child than COVID? The flu. Age one to four. According to the official government data, while everybody's running around fear-mongering you about masks and vaccinations for kids. All right, so that's age one to four. Let's go age five to 14. All right, now bring some teenagers in on this. Number one cause of death for kids age 5 to 14. Josh, what do you think? What do you think it is? Car crash? Uh, It's number two. That's number two. Close. Real close. Real close. Number one cause of death for age 5 to 14 years old, cancer. Cancer. Number three cause of death age 5 to 14 years old, suicide. Do you know what the least likely cause of death is for people aged 5 to 14 years old? The least likely. COVID. (laughs) COVID, COVID, COVID. Do you know what else is more likely to kill your child aged 5 to 14 years old, according to the official government data, which is published in the New York Times? But this is all from the CDC. Okay. Okay. You know what? You know the, the the next thing that's most likely, next thing up from COVID, is most likely to kill you more than COVID. Any idea? Carbon not carbon monoxide poisoning. Good, good guess. The flu. <laughs> I'm look. I don't mean to be laughing about kids dying. Okay, because that's not funny. I just want to put this crap in perspective. This is the whole point of me telling you this stuff when it comes to the masks and the vaccine, vaccination mandates and that sort of thing. Okay. They're trying. They are trying desperately to put masks back on your kids. All of the scientific research says it's bad to have masks on your kids and that it won't actually help against COVID. The schools that had mask requirements had higher cases of COVID throughout the pandemic than schools that did not have mask requirements. That is, is a science, as at this point in time, that is the scientific data sets that we have. We do not have any competing data sets. This New York Times article that came out a week ago and said, no, 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 schools that had mask mandates did better. That wasn't a real study. In that article, it makes it very clear they did not compare schools that had mask mandates with schools that did not, because there were no schools without mask mandates available for that state. They were all measuring them all in one state. So it wasn't an actual study, and it didn't compare the two. So it's not legitimate. But white paper data, so the empirical data of schools in the United States that did have mask mandates versus those who did not have mask mandates shows that those who did, we went over this months ago, and the data has not changed, those who did have mask mandates had higher cases of COVID. Now, I'm not telling you your mask is causing COVID. What I am telling you is what epidemiologists in Europe are currently conducting a study on, which I've been telling you about for a while now. They think that what's happening is the mask is becoming infected with COVID and nobody is cleaning or sanitizing or throwing away the mask. It keeps getting reused and reused and reused. You touch the mask. You've got COVID on your hands now. Everything you touch in the classroom, even though surface transmission is extremely rare, so is in-school transmission of COVID. It's extremely rare. So they're theorizing in Europe in this study that they're doing right now that masks are becoming contaminated and since nobody is swapping out their mask or cleaning their mask, they're therefore spreading COVID. You don't have that problem in schools that don't have masks. Kids are asymptomatic with COVID the overwhelming majority of time. We know from the scientific research that asymptomatic people, while they can spread COVID, rarely ever do. And we also know that since kids are asymptomatic, they're rarely spreading COVID, and we know that s- uh, surface transmission of COVID is extremely rare, according to all of the research, and therefore it's not spreading in schools. Faculty at schools who are getting COVID generally are getting it home. Some of you are going, Delta is different. Delta is different. Not really. Not according to the data that we have. The good news is is that Delta is less deadly. Okay, so just so we understand, this is all published. This is April 2021 New York Times from the Center Center for Disease Control. That's where we're at. Just want you to want you to know that. That's where this is all coming from, okay? Age 1 to 4, the least likely cause of death, COVID. That's per 100,000 people, 0. 0.2 per 100,000 people. Age 5 to 14 years old, it is 0. 0.2 per 100,000 people. It is, COVID is actually tied for ages 5 to 14 years old uh, for the least likely cause of death with suffocation. In both cases, as we have highlighted, flu and pneumonia are more likely to kill your kid than COVID. But there's no fear-mongering over flu and pneumonia with your kid in school. That's the absurdity of this. That's the point. They're running around and they're creating this, this fear that doesn't seem to have any legitimacy At all. Friendly reminder, this is not my data. This is the CDC's official data. Got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. All right, I've been wanting to talk about this since before my vacation. I just haven't given myself a reason to do it. Um, I've really, this article was a complete coincidence that it kind of came out. YouGov did this really weird poll. They surveyed Americans and, and British, and they asked them, what animal you could beat in a fight? I mean, why not? Right now, it just so happens that <laughs> we have been watching at home. I was prey. Have you ever seen that on Pluto TV? Which, by the way, everybody should download if you if you have uh, you know um, any streaming capable television. Pluto TV is great; it's free. So it's called I Was Prey, and it's all these stories about how animals were attacking and trying to eat people uh, and really crazy stuff. They give you two stories per episode. So you, know, you have kangaroos on there. You've got your typical lions and tigers and bears and, and sharks and all that stuff. But kangaroos, raccoon, raccoon was on there, uh, but moose was on there. Bunch of other really cool stories on there. And, and, and again, these people survived, but, you know, some have some really gruesome, long lasting injuries. So it's a great show. I highly recommend it. The only thing annoying about it is the commercials that they because it's, you know, not a primary TV provider, there's like only three commercials every night and they run over and over and over. oh it just drives us nuts but I hate commercials. So anyway, YouGov decided to survey British and Americans and ask them how they would do in a fight. So, overall, this this is not going to surprise anybody. Americans are more confident than the British that they can beat animals in a fist fight. Okay? I know, shocking. It's just American bravado. What I think is funny, so they get into some of these things, right? They got rats, they got house cats, goose, medium-sized dog, eagle, large dog, chimpanzee, king cobra, kangaroo, wolf, crocodile, gorilla, lion, elephant, and grizzly bear. In a fist fight. All right? Now, human beings tend to overestimate their capabilities at a whole host of things. The fact that 6% of Americans think that they could fist fight a grizzly bear is, I'm sorry, hysterical. (laughs) Yeah, I'd go toe-to-toe with a grizzly bear. Sure you could, Kyle. Okay. Just rip that wife beater right off and go at that grizzly bear. But that's not the worst one. 8% of Americans think they can take on an elephant. You know an elephant would rip a grizzly bear in half, right? (laughs) 8% <laughs> 8% yeah I can I can fight an elephant 8% of Americans think they can take on a lion by the way all of these are two for the British like 2% of the British, No. Um 9% of Americans think they can take on a crocodile this one I can kind of believe because Americans crocodiles alligators you know a lot of Americans have exposure to that and a lot of Americans have seen other Americans frankly wrestle alligators and win so I can see 9% of Americans being able to beat a crocodile, all right? I don't know what the percentage of the population is for the U.S. and Florida, but just assume between Florida and Louisiana, that's your 9%, okay? Just assume that. The rest of us are toast, probably. 12% of Americans think that they can beat a wolf in a fight. 14% think they can beat a kangaroo. That makes sense. Americans don't understand how mean kangaroos can get, though. But we have that one video of that one guy with a kangaroo is going after his dog and he punched the kangaroo. And the kangaroo like what? A kangaroo, male kangaroos that are territorial. You have to say female kangaroos just look like normal, like fluffy animals. Male kangaroos who are territorial look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. They are jacked and they are really mean sometimes. Not all the time. Most of the time, they're they're pretty they're pretty calm. But when they're angry and territorial, it's bad. Fifteen percent think they can beat a king cobra. You can't. Seventeen percent think they can beat a chimpanzee. You can't. 23% think you can beat a dog. I believe that. 30% think you can beat an eagle. No. Uh, uh you know, it, it just goes up from there. 49% of medium dog, 61% of goose. Yeah, right. If you see people fight a goose, people run from geese. <laughs> 69% think they can beat a house cat. 72% of Americans think they can beat a rat. Only 72%. But that's way better than 67% of British. We got more coming up. 953 M and C.